That's all I got. Go for it. Oh my god, that kind of freaked me out. You look so much like her. Like that's why I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna stupefy you here in a second. But she's too quick. I would not do well at all. No, no, she'd get you. Oh, for sure. All I have is a Lumos. Yeah. You're just gonna light, you're gonna light something up, but not me. Oh my gosh, you got Potter's wand. I win. I have Hermione Granger, okay. Oh dang. I do I say, love my That is a really pretty one. Yeah, it has vines and everything. Do you wanna I say welcome? welcome? I would love to. Welcome to another Harris Elmore and Genoa Libraries podcast with me, Slytherin House Ariel. And me, and Sierra. Bellatrix. <laughs> Introduce me such. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I just met her off the street. She wanted to do this podcast with me. I said, yes. And here we are. Wands and all. Minus Sterling. Oh, oh, okay. You know what you're doing. Dang, all I have is Hedwig. That's who I have. He's so cute, though. I love him so much. This is awesome. I love so for those that you can't see us. Yeah, yeah. for those that can't see it, he's a Lego creation and his wings actually flap. Ariel's just sitting here making his wings flap up and down. He's so so cute. So I guess... uh, from that, it sounds like uh, everybody might know what we're going to talk about this month. For those of you that may not know, we're going to get to that later. But first, welcome once again to the July podcast of Harris Elmore Angel Libraries podcast with me and Ciara. And we're here. July is like, it just seems like yesterday we we're like, oh, winter. And now it's like summer, which is like bananas to me. No, I was scrolling through our YouTube page uh, earlier this morning, just looking at um, all the podcasts that we've done already this year. I'm like, Valentine's Day and like uh, St. Patrick's Day, they feel so far away. Like that was Honestly. so long ago. It really, it wasn't. It really, yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. It was just a couple months, but it just, it feels like it was forever ago that we did that uh, stuff. Time is flying so much oh so much Um, which is crazy yeah so one of the first things we want to say for this month that it is um july um obviously the most notable holiday in july that we would celebrate is the fourth um yes america is celebrating freedom um and it's independence day um i also had to look that up the Declaration of Independence was signed 245 years ago. <sighs> right? When you think about it, though, it really isn't that long ago, honestly. Compared to, like, Not other, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some other things in history. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, that's still pretty epic, for lack of it's, a better word. <laughs> yes. Um, so, as people are celebrating and, you know, shooting off fireworks and having barbecues with family. Um, We just want to encourage everybody to remember what that day really represents um, for people in America and your freedom. You know, it's it's not just fireworks and hot dogs. Yes, there's a deeper meaning. So please be aware, be thankful. And also be careful. (laughs) Yes, um, yeah. A lot of people, especially, um, I know my family, um, our dogs are terrified of fireworks. So I encourage you, if you have a dog, um, don't take it to the fireworks or don't take it outside when the fireworks are happening. If you're having fireworks in your town or something, because a lot of dogs go missing around that time of year and it's really sad. Hmm. That is sad. Yes, but we wanted to pay tribute, um, give a shout out for those that are serving, those who have given the ultimate sacrifice, and for those that may not know what that means, uh, please be aware. Thank somebody. They worked really hard for us. They did, so that we get to sit here and 
and do things like work or make podcasts or dress up like silly characters and talk about fireworks. Absolutely. Um, we have that freedom. Yep. So then, with that, we get to have a little fun today on the podcast. Which, I know, as you all probably have gathered, or maybe um, we got some Harry Potter stuff happening right now. But for those of you that know Harry Potter, but don't really know too much, no super fan type style, his birthday, July 31st. So we thought it'd be fun to do like a Harry Potter little podcast. So we dressed up, we brought some fun props, and we're going to do an escape room. I'm excited about the escape room. Um, Because again, July is kind of like the main thing that happens in July is July 4th. Um, Obviously, my brother and I always have an Independence Day movie marathon. But we didn't know what else to like really talk about this month. So obviously I remembered like, oh, Harry Potter's birthday is at the end of the month. So that's something we can talk about. So after trolling the internet um, for a very long time and coming up empty, our editor Nathan found a digital escape room um, for us to play. And before we start, I want to give all the credit uh, to Sydney. And I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce her last name. It's Kraik. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. I I might have said it wrong as well. So, <laughs> she is a uh, youth services librarian at Peters Township Public Library in McMurray, Pennsylvania. Um, and this um, escape room was all her idea. She made it for their library, um, I believe, during quarantine last year. Something for their patrons to do. So, um, I'll also have Nathan link it in the description um, below. So, if you want to play with friends and family. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. And it's got all the library information on the front page too. Um, I just didn't want to take any credit for it. We are doing somebody else's escape room. I'm very excited about it. Me so too. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen here. Oh, let me click away for something really quick. I realized I hope that my, my share screen was going to look like my Amazon cart and you guys don't need to see that. No, sorry guys, you don't get to see. All right, this is more like I hope it's like not too hard, but I want it to like not be like, I guess, super easy at the same time. I know, I need a little bit of a challenge, but there's going to be just like that one question that I'm like, I've read all the books, I've watched all the movies, and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're gonna see. I feel that. All right, and we will, again, continue. We are going to read all of this out loud for all of you people listening, Um, so just bear with us. I have a hard time reading something when it's right in front of my face if I'm doing it out loud. So, let us begin. We're doing it. Excuse me, as I choke in the corner. <clears throat> I'm gonna take a drink of water. Do you want me to yeah, while I take a drink? <laughs> yes. It is your first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and you could not be more excited. You were just sorted into your dream house, and you had dinner with your new classmates. It is time to head back to the common room and get to know your roommates. As you head into the cozy room, the house perfect, oh, prefect announces that you have a fun team building activity to complete before you get to settle into your new digs. The house prefect tells you about a new muggle trend where they lock themselves in rooms and have to answer puzzles to get out. No magic at all, but I brought my wand. Me too. Yeah, the next thing you know, it is completely dark and you hear a loud door slam. I love that. <laughs> the muggle trendle. <laughs> oh, that's a sneaky that's prefect. Right. Must be Percy. Yes. Locked. You and your roommates are now in a bright, circular room with a single door that has a bunch of numbers on the handle. One of your roommates is Muggleborn and has done an escape room before, so they quickly take the lead, explaining that you have to look around for clues. 
You all search your robes, but none of you can find your wands. I think I saw something. Ah, we were on ours. <laughs> As you search for clues, you notice there is a poster on the wall and a small wooden table in the middle of the room. Oh, oh. On the table, you see a strange, thin, black rectangle. Ooh, you pick it up and it says, swipe up to open. After several failed attempts, you are able to swipe up, but it's just blank. Hmm, I think we know what that is. It's, it's a picture of a cell phone. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, little bubbles are beginning to appear. The bubbles seem to be a conversation. Oh. oh, are you done reading those books yet? Other person? What yeah. books? Oh, or do you want to, I'll be one and you be the other? It doesn't matter. Do you want to do that? Okay. Way? Yeah, I think it'll be easier to follow. Okay. I need to borrow them when you're done. Okay, but what books? Sizzling Scales, a collection of daring dragon poetry by Fury Fout. Magical Maps and the Art of Not Getting Lost by Con Pass. That all? Yep, sizzling scales and magical maps. Dragon rhymes plus maps. Got it. Huh. How are the bubbles and this poster connected? Oh. Oh, it's a Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. So the poster wow. okay. says Dewey Decimal System, but it's only got like the first nine. I'm so yeah. by this picture. Interesting. Okay. General knowledge, philosophy and psychology, religion, social sciences, language, science, technology, arts and recreation, literature, history, and geography. Interesting. Interesting. I hope I hopefully I don't have to take notes because so far I seem like I need to take notes. Mm. Well, we know the Dewey Decimal System, kind of, <laughs> where things are. Yeah. So I'm just I guess let's hit, I guess it's, let's hit next and see uh, what it prompts us with. Yeah. So I was trying to study everything. What number combination do you try? Oh, what were the books? The Sizzling Scales and Magical Maps. So I was thinking, because apparently like, they're combining the general knowledge. So I was thinking geography for the maps, and then creatures or animals. And, oh, I guess. We could always try 1900 and see. I'm trusting you. Okay, you press your answer into the door's keypad and wait, the door does not open. You and your friends review the conversation and the poster again. Oh boy, good, okay. we need to review it. Yeah, so Dragon oh, Rhymes poetry. and Maps. It was oh. poetry, I bet you it's. So that's 800. Yes. For, yep. And then maps is geography. Yeah, so, but yeah, cause we did the nine. But then the general knowledge, oh, that's, so it's philosophy. I would say like. Would it be 1700? It would have to be then. Cause I don't even see an eight. No, are they just adding the numbers up? I don't know. We're yeah. 1700. Yeah, I didn't try and that. And the door opens. Okay. Huzzah. We did it. We're doing it. What's next? Through the door. Go for it. You and your roommates are proud that you are able to solve this silly puzzle. And as you all walk through the doorway, you are temporarily blinded by a bright light. The door shuts behind you and you take a moment to adjust to your new settings mm -hmm. or your new surroundings. I'm adding words. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Uh, the eyes begin to adjust to the light. You realize that the door behind you has disappeared and you're now in what looks like a bank vault at Green Dots. You are surrounded by piles and piles of wizard money and the coins shine brightly, reflecting the torchlight from the walls. Who? Why do you need to escape? Why not just stay there? Honestly, the scales. 
As you continue to explore the vault, you find a table with a pair of scales. Each scale is tilted to one side with coins in, in the tray while the other side empty. Maybe if you balance the scales, you'll be able to leave. Okay, we're gonna give it a shot. We are. You and your uh -oh. friends, take a moment to remind yourself how many nuts are in sickles and how many sickles are in a galleon. I do not know this information, do you? Uh, no, there's a link I can click on. I think we're gonna get a lesson on currency. Let's go look at our currency. Ooh. Harry wow. Wiki. This was cool. Does it just tell me? Okay, one nut is, oh wait. One nut is one nut. One sickle is 29 nuts. And one galleon is 493 nuts or 17 sickles. Oh, whoa. Mm, my goodness. Are you writing this down? Oh, heck yeah, because there's no way I could remember that. Okay, I have the first line. Do I need more than all that, do you think? Uh, I don't think so. So let me go back to our escape room here. The first scale has seven galleons in one of its trays. How many sickles should you put on the other side to balance it and make them equal? Oh. Oh, God. So, oh, gosh. I know. I didn't know I was going to have to bring a calculator math. today. <laughs> mm. okay. We don't have anything. We have to do this in our heads. Yeah, so we don't. Can you go back to the other page? Oops. I was hoping it would tell me, oh, how many sickles? Okay, so 17 sickles. One sickle. I don't math well, my gosh. So the first scale has seven galleons in it and we need to fill it with sickles. Yes. So let's see here. I me, mean, I do have my phone nearby, so I'm gonna whip out the calculator here. <laughs> yes, I say that, yeah, because 17 sickles equals one galleon. So which should be, if I'm correct, 17 times seven. No, yeah, which there is wow. 119, which is what I have. Oh. So I say yeah. let's give that one a whirl if we're working through it. Oh, you place 119 sickles on the scale and wait. After a moment, the room begins to rumble and you can feel the floor shaking. It stops. Your friends and you decide to balance the next scale. You and your friends take a moment to remind yourself how many nuts are in sickles and how many sickles are in a galleon. So the second okay. scale holds two galleon and two sickles in a tray. How many nuts should you place on the other tray to balance the scale? Oh, good. Oh, good. <sighs> okay, so there's two of each, which yes. I don't know if you remember from the last sheet, it says like a sickle for one nut is like in the decimals. Yes. Oh, yay, okay. Let's try oh, this. God. Yeah, that's I a know. Lot of nuts. You have to put a lot of nuts on there. Let's see. So. I'm just letting you do all the math. Eh? I might need to go back to the page because I don't think this is I'm right. The currency again. Yeah. So one sickle is 29 nuts. And you have to put, or there's two sickles on there. So there's already. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad you said that because I was not adding the nuts. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to be doing two galleons and two sickles for nuts on each. Yeah. Oh, so one, one galleon is 493. So whatever 493 times two is and whatever 29 times two is and then add those two together. Yep. Yeah, once I realized what I was doing. Yeah, so it's going to be 1,044. 
1,044 nuts. You place 1,044 nuts on the scale and wait. The I'm waiting. Shaking again and a hole opens, swallowing you and your friends. Dang, you fell through the floor. Moments okay. later, you all land in desks in a classroom. Oh, it's, it's like a sick joke to go to class that way. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, the classroom doesn't look like any of the ones you saw on your tour at Hogwarts. Ooh, you and your friends explore the room, but only find locked doors, some papers, and a large desk with a strange lock on the drawer. The lock has arrows in four directions and a mechanism in the middle you can move. Your one friend recognizes it as a directional lock that only moves up, down, left, and right. Maybe the papers hold a clue to how to open this lock. Okay. When your friends take a moment to look through the papers you found. There seems to be several copies of the same two papers. A list of spells to study. Exciting. Okay. So it looks like a four lot. of the spells are uh, highlighted. Okay. So um, there's Alohomora, Stupefy, Expelliarmus, Ascendia, Descendio, Lumos, Silenceo, uh, Milbloomblom. I don't even know that one. Purely guessing. Reparo and Nox. And Stupefy, Ascendia, Lumos, and Nox are highlighted. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. the, second, the second paper is Wand Motions with Arrows. Okay. A beginner's Guide to Wand Motions. Oh, okay. So, what, like, look at the <gasps> four. Oh, four that are highlighted, and I want to figure yeah. out which arrows, or like which way their motion is. Exactly. Okay. Lumos. Okay. I got them. Okay. So the first one is Superfy. Superfy. So it's pointing to the right. So we want the right. And the next one is what? It is Ascendio. Ascendio. Uh, so pointing second up. row, yep. And then we have Lumos. Oh, so it's up, down. Or is it just up since they put Lumos and Nox together on this sheet? Oh, it, yeah. So Lumos goes up and then Nox goes down. Okay, so we have another up and then Nox, which is down. Which is down. Maybe the wand movement and spells are a clue. Which direction will open the lock? We are so all over we, this. Yeah, so if we're correct, it should be right, up, up, down. Right, up, up, down. Next. Let's see. We push the mechanism right, up, up, down. You pull down on the lock and it opens. Yay! The arrows in the four highlighted spells open the lock. You're able to open the drawer, and inside there's a single book. You know, you and your friends all reach for the book. Just imagine like hands just crammed into a drawer key? all at once. Ah, the oh, book is a porky. Oh. The porky has transported you and your friends. You are all in a dim room with a small cot. It feels cold and damp. You hear the lapping of water, and there are bars on one wall. Are you an Azkaban? Man, I hope not, because it's not fun. Oh, gosh. Like, You've been there. Worse. You've been there. I've been there. It's not fun. Oh, no. You and your friends slide open the bar door and begin walking around the building. There are rows and levels of cells for prisoners, but you don't see any Dementors. You definitely would if you were in Azkaban. For sure. As you make your way outside, you find a sign that tells you where you are. Alcatraz? Your roommate tells you that it's a famous smuggle prison in the United States that was supposed to be impossible to escape from. But now it is a park that people visit and tour during the day. 
Jamaica. Have you ever wanted to visit it? Yeah, I have. Me too. Just see what other prisons look like, you know? It just seems insane. Okay. The sun is setting. And you can see a boat leaving the small island. It must have been the last tour group for the day. You and your roommates head back inside to explore and see what else you can find. You find a large room and a sign tells you that it was the prison library when it held inmates long ago. In it, you find empty bookshelves, a map, and papers with weather information on them. The weather papers list the highest and lowest recorded temperatures for each state in the USA. I apologize for my phone making a noise just now. Interesting. More locks. You continue to explore and only come across one locked area, another cell with combination locks. The metal bars are kept closed with the help of two locks that can only be opened with certain numbers and letters. One lock is red and the other is blue. Okay. Okay. As it grows darker, you notice a blue glow coming from outside. You all decide to go and check it out. Um, I would not. No, that that sounds like like a terrible idea. I've seen horror films. I'm not a fan. Um, So I've only seen a small few. They're not for me. Uh, You follow the light to a building, but the building is barely a building at all. The walls are mostly crumbled. The roof is gone. Grass and weeds have reclaimed ground to make a soft floor. There is a small metal tube that the blue light is coming from. Your friend explains that the tube is a flashlight, but certain clothes and colors shine extra bright with this flashlight. Your friend shouts, it's a black light! They tell you that black lights can illuminate things that the naked eye might not see. You know, it's glowing socks and blue piece. You all decide to go back inside and see if a new clue appear. Awfully clever. Ooh, first, you go back to the locked bars and see if the black light reveals anything here. You shine it around, but nothing appears. You decide to go back to the mostly empty library. As you re-enter the library and you find writing that is illuminated across the floor. Okay, here's what's being illuminated. The highest high and the lowest low are only just a part of the show. Look to the map to guide your way or else locked up forever, you'll stay. Beautiful poetry. Honestly, um, I definitely want to get out still though. Oh, Oh, okay, so a map. Yeah, as you Um, shine the black light over the map, two arrows appear. Okay, um, let's use some geography skills. Um, one appears to be South Carolina, if that's yes. correct. Um, that one isn't Montana. Where is, what's that one to the left of Montana? Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't oh. know about my states. My goodness. <laughs> oh, I didn't because know I know that. It's not Washington and it's not Oregon or no. Oregon. No. Um, it's so oddly shaped. Let's see here. Because I think it'll be important for us. Let us I, see. I, oh, I Idaho. Oh my God. I was going to say Idaho, but I'm like, I don't want to be wrong. I guess I remember I, Idaho being like weirdly shaped like that. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize Idaho was all that far off. Yeah. And I did confirm the other one is South Carolina. Okay, so South Carolina has a blue arrow pointing down, and Idaho has a red arrow pointing up. And then the other thing here we have is how are the map and the list of high and low temperatures connected? Okay, so it's gonna, it's just a list of every state in there. Um, okay, so I see Idaho. Oh, this is the record low temperatures. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Oh, so 
We need South Carolina's lowest temperature. Okay, South Carolina, negative Which, 22. Yes, and then Idaho's highest temperature. There's another list with the highest temperatures. Idaho is 118. Wow. That's terrible. That's, it might not be that humid though. I know some oh. people have gone that side of the country and they've said even though it was, the temperature was really hot, it didn't feel that hot as long as they don't have humidity. Okay. I haven't so, confirmed, so I'm just going off what they've shared. Okay, so it says, what combination could open the red and blue locks? So I'm going to hit next. Okay. Okay. You and your roommates think you've figured it out, so you head back to the locked cell. The blue lock has four wheels to spin for a combination. The first two wheels are letters, and the other two wheels are numbers. Which combination do you use for the blue lock? Oh, okay. Oh, so, I get it. So they use the two letters to symbolize the state. So South so, Carolina. Yep. SC. And then since oh, we had the blue for the lowest, it should be 22. 22. Okay, so there is one on here that says SC22. So I'm going to try that. You turn the wheel to SC22 and pull the lock. It opens. You turn Hooray. the location to the red lock. The red lock has five wheels to spin for combination. The first two wheels are letters, and the other three wheels are numbers. Which combination do you use for the red lock? So I'm definitely going to go along the same lines. So I believe Idaho is ID. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, there's only but, one on here that says ID. And I know, yep, for 118. Okay, so the other one was 1A, 118, so. We're yeah, I don't know if it's IA or not. I don't live in Idaho. So we're gonna try 1D, 118. Turn the wheel to read 1D, 118, and pull on the lock. The lock opens. You slide right. open the barred door. You and your roommates walk through the doorway into a locked room. Man. We just this keep getting set up. The most advanced escape room ever. <laughs> oh, as, you enter, as you enter, the scenery around you begins to melt away, and you are you are once again in a familiar setting. Are we back at Hogwarts? Is it over? Oh, back to Hogwarts. You're right. You've all been transported back to your dorm room. The house prefect is there congratulating you on the excellent job you all did and said your team had the fastest time. Go team. You and your roommates chat about the different puzzles as you get ready for bed. What a great first night at Hogwarts. For now, until you find a three-headed dog. <laughs> oh, this is oh, great. So thank you. Thank you so much for completing this digital Harry Potter escape room. We did it. We Woo! escaped. We survived even without our wands, even though we brought them just in case. But no, just in case. But we were pretty smart. I think we did pretty good. I was so expecting that to go south. Like, oh, I'm getting ready for bed. You climb into bed, then like, bam, you're in a different room. I know. <laughs> that that could have kept actually, going. I was enjoying that. Yeah, it was really fun. Honestly, she did a great job with us. That was. That is really great. Again, I'm I think it was fun. Make sure working it out too. Uh, links the um, page for it. So if you want to do this on your own or show it to your friends, you can do that. Thank you for Peters Township Public Library for making this possible. I had a lot of fun. Honestly, I've never oh, done man. like a physical escape room. They're really fun. They can get pretty expensive, but when you get to do them, they're so cool. Like. When I went to school at Syracuse, my family and I did one and we did like a spy one. And so you got to like climb through an air vent. You had to like stop missiles from being fired. Yes. It was really cool. Oh you had to like gosh. go through lasers. I want to do it's it. It's definitely worth it. That's what Jen was just telling me about one that um, she was going to. My one won't shut off. Sorry. I got distracted. Um, she was going to try to get one of her friends to go too. And I'm like, I want to go with you because um, they change themes all the time. And the theme for this one is Supernatural, like the Ooh, TV show. Like, fun. Yes, I'm in. I want to go do that one. 
That'd be cool. I haven't watched that show in a long time. Uh, I've, yeah, I, I haven't either. And I never watched it like all the way through. I would just pick random episodes here and there. Yeah, I think that's kind of nice about it. So I have to ask, since we've been talking about Harry Potter, mm-hmm. what is your house? I'm sure a lot of people are like, what's your house? I'm, I'm Gryffindor all the way. Ooh, okay, well. Yeah. I'm a Slytherin. Which Moral I don't enemies. want anybody out there to say that Slytherins are bad. They're not all bad. Merlin was a Slytherin. They're yeah. just ambitious and cunning, and they just know what they want out of life. Majority of the time, sometimes there's just bad eggs. But I think every house has their bad eggs. That's true. I mean, there's there's Gryffindors out there that were not nice people. Um, and you know, if you haven't read the stage play, The Cursed Child technically the last in the Harry Potter series um one of Harry's sons is a Slytherin and I think that's actually a really cool thing because it shows that like you don't have to be a Gryffindor to be like the perfect person you know everybody reads Gryffindor because that's the house that Harry was put in but like there there was good people that came out of Slytherin too in all the houses I agree completely there's just you know Sometimes there's a few rotten eggs. Yeah, they have a bad rap because of the few rotten (laughs) eggs that came out of it. And it's kind of sad because that house then is like tainted. People slither and they're like, no, because Voldemort came out of it. And it's like, he was one person. One person. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bad egg. But he had a bad life leading up to that. Okay. Yeah. He didn't become who he became because he was in house slithering. He, He had other issues leading up to that. I agree completely. So, well, here's a question for you. Oh, okay. Did you ever finish reading? What was it? Goblet of Fire. Yeah, yeah, Goblet of Fire. You did? Did you? I, I did finish that one. Oh, good. But I was gonna realize you didn't. Yeah, I finished that one. But my issue is the Order of the Phoenix. That's a good book. It's kind of long. I'm kind of in like a slow point where I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm going to try to keep pushing forward. I liked Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix, but they kind of like dipped for me, I feel like. So like when you're reading the first couple books, you're like on a high, like, oh my gosh, this is good. Yes. You get to Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix and you kind of dip down because you're like, it's really wordy. Harry's going through a really weird point in his life. He's really unhappy. He's not the nicest person to be around. Um, and there's just like a lot of garbage going on in his life and he doesn't understand. Um, and it's not the easiest books to read out of the series. And then once you get past those ones, it just goes up again. And okay, that's good. It and you're really loving all the characters again and you're laughing and you're oh. crying and Oh, good. Then I need to finish it then because Goblet of Fire I thought was interesting because there were a lot of like other parts that you didn't get to see from the other characters, like from the other schools. Yes. So I thought that was cool. And then I started reading Order of the Phoenix and I was like, oh man, it's rough. This was a rough one. That so one I had to take a step one. back. But like you get to Half-Blood Prince and you're like, you suck it in just like you were when you started the first book. Okay, it's that's so good. good. That's my goal. I want to reread them now. That's my goal for the summer is to at least like make an effort to listen to it. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I can't make myself sit down and read it. Who reads the audiobooks? Do you know? Or is well, it they've done it a few times. So I know they had some of the other characters like Daniel Radcliffe read the first book. But I think it was like a promotional thing. I'm not sure if it's a. Um, let's see. I just I have a really hard time listening to audiobooks if it's someone I don't enjoy listening to. Yes, because an audiobook really can like for the narrator, it can really make or break somebody. Yeah, I've like nothing against someone that was reading, but I tried listening to the Maze Runner, and I don't know who was reading it, but. Um, it literally sounded like text-to-speech. It was so robotic. Yeah, it was robotic. There was no feeling in it. So when he's saying, like, I screamed, it made my throat hurt. I'm like, 
there was no emotion behind it. It was like a robot saying that. I'm like, I don't feel his emotion. I want to feel the emotion of him being trapped in this place. It, it didn't have it. So I ended up just, I returned that audiobook to the library and picked up the, the physical book and read it. Oh man, that stinks. But there's other audiobooks out there that I've read that like are amazing. I would, re, I would re-listen to it in a heartbeat. Yeah, there really are. They've had some that I've like finished. Like I read a book called The Silent Patient. Oh man. It's like a, a suspense thriller novel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it just keeps you like engaged and the whole time until you get to the end, you're like, what? Holy crap. That's the best. It really is. I love it. I'm looking here too. Stephen Fry looks like he might be okay. the person we're looking for. Yep, I know. Because somehow I stumbled upon an audible version of a Spanish version. Okay, so the American version is done by Jim Dale. I don't know that name. I do not either. Interesting. Oh man, that's a 20, almost 27 hour book to listen to. Holy mackerel. Oh my gosh. I think the longest one I've listened to is like 18 or 19 hours. Yeah, it's, that's a doozy. Oh Lord. It Mm -mm. it makes it hard. I was listening to one and I enjoyed it almost all the way up until the last like two chapters. And then I was kind of over it. Yeah. Like. I finally reached a point where I was beginning to find the narrator's voice a little bit grating. And I, it was very gravelly. And like, I liked it at first. Cause I'm like, oh, this matches the character. But as it went on and on and on for 18 hours worth of storytelling, I'm like, I'm so <laughs> like I need a break. Sometimes yes. what I'll do, I'll listen to the audio and then I'll pick up the book because sometimes I read faster than the narrator's reading. And you can like change the setting on Hoopla or Libby or Overdrive. And, but it just makes it sound like you're talking like this and then you can't really understand because you don't know what's happening in the story versus yep. if you're reading it in your head, then you can like hear what you're saying. Yeah, and you pick the pace. I'm a very yeah. slow, I'm a very slow reader. But, um, I do you know, as long as you're reading and studies have shown if you're either reading or you're listening, it does the same thing for your brain. Yep. But we, just like to, we, we like to talk about this and point out the fact that like, if you picked up one bad audiobook and you're like, that was so boring. I hated listening to it. The person was boring to listen to. And you just picked up a bad audiobook. Try again with something else. There are so many good audiobooks out there with so many absolutely narrators. Like just please try again. It's yeah. You're missing out if you don't. Absolutely. Sometimes the author reads it out too. So it like Mm -hmm. has their vision of what they wanted. So it's cool. There's good stuff. I I like that aspect too. As long as they're good at reading. (laughs) Yeah. Which I have been wanting to read the Chronicles of Narnia because I've always loved the movies and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's the same thing. And I downloaded the book because I was using um, Libby, thanks Libby, and it's Professor Gilroy, who's the voice of the narrator. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so, so far it's interesting, and the first book's only four hours, so I'm very excited about that. Easy, easy listen to. I can handle it. sure. Yeah. (laughs) So So I found um, when several months ago I listened to The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, Oh, is that good? I've seen it on the shelf all the time, and I'm like, I really need to read this. It's so not what I expected. I didn't realize that the main character is, like, a 15-year-old special needs boy. Oh, wow. Um, So it's really, it's amazing. The way he talks and the way you're, like, seeing in his mind, the way his mind works to explain certain situations or why he doesn't understand certain situations. Um, it was very interesting and very eye-opening um, to just like see inside the mind of someone whose brain works a little bit differently. 
Um, but he's wow. so, he's so, his attention to detail is amazing. And I had talked to Jen about this and she said she tried to read the book and she found it very hard to understand. And I, I didn't find it hard to understand because it was explained so I don't know when you're saying it out loud it's very explanatory I guess like your brain understands mm-hmm. it better than just seeing it on a page and being like I don't I don't get it but the way it was being read was just very it was very good and I would highly wow. recommend a listen to um and the narrator he was fun to listen to he, he does have a British accent which obviously makes it very fun to listen to but he was just, he's just very good at narrating um, and it really that's, brought the story to life. That's really cool. I didn't realize that's what that book was about. I didn't either. When I picked it up, I thought it was about a dead dog. Oh, no. Well, I'm glad it wasn't. That could be sad. It starts with a dead dog. Oh, there it is. But I mean, like, if you pick up the book, if you've never seen it, it's like a peach cover and it's got like a dog laying on its back on the front cover. That's why it's called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It starts out with a dead dog. Um, but he likes, he likes to write stories, and he's, he wants to be like a detective. So he finds his neighbor's dog has been killed, and he wants to find out who killed it. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah, it's by Mark Hayden, um, if you want to listen to it. It's on Libby. That's where I listen to it at. Um, for everybody listening out there. If you were unaware, um, you can get maybe your overdrive uh, through the library just with your library card. You can get free audiobooks. Free. Yes. <laughs> I can't stress it. It's free unless you lose something, but you can't lose anything when you're using it electronically. So it really is oh. free. And it renews uh, if you need it to renew, or you can return it early if you listen to it early. Um, so it's, it's super nice. You don't have to have to worry about fees or remembering to return something. It does it all for you. Yeah, um, I do it all the time. I just forget to return books early. And it's like, okay, we took care of it for you. I'm like, great. Love yep. it. Thank you. I feel bad. I'll, I'll text stuff out. I'm like, yes, I'm excited. I want to read this. And I'll have it out for nearly a month. And they'll notify me like, oh, it goes back in three days. And I look at it and there's like people waiting. And I'm like, oh, just return it. Oh, I don't want to keep it. <laughs> I'm obviously not reading it. Yeah, I've done that so many uh, times. So yes. Yeah, and I find I do a lot more reading in the summer versus the winter. I think it's because it's like my way to just be outside. Yeah, I guess I can almost agree with that. I do find myself sitting outside more and reading um, than in the winter necessarily. I watch way more movies in the winter than I do read. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was lovely. I was sitting outside just last night, reading until it got dark. Yeah, it was, it was nice good place. weather. Mm-hmm. It was good weather for sure. Yes. Yeah, so I think we're doing pretty well in our reading category. I think so. I think yeah, so. as always, if you guys are reading anything you think we should know of, you want to recommend to us, please do. I have people do it to me all the time, and I usually, like, enjoy all the books that have been recommended to me. I know I had one recommended. It's called Cinderella's Dress by a patron, and it's about how, like, her dress came to be, so it's, like, a twist on the fairy tale. Okay. So it talks about how it was fabricated, like, who tailored the dress, so stuff like that. So it's really, it's really good so far. That's fun. And that one, I believe, is on Libby, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah so good. free book. Yeah, right. Yeah. Free app. <laughs> um, that's what the one I'm currently reading right now was um, actually recommended by a patron several years ago. Actually, I've been slowly working through this um, series. So many. Yeah, it's the fifth book in the series. Um, but this one patron, who I haven't seen in a very long time, um, recommended it to me so I'm waiting for like them to come back in so we can talk about it because there's just there's so much happening in the book and he's the only other person I know that's read them I'm like I need to talk to somebody about what's happening yeah what is happening here I love it it's a really good series um it's the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown oh yeah yeah I've heard of this one and it's like 
it's crazy to think that where where I am now in like the fifth book, it's been oh, I forget how many, like 15 or so years since the first book. It might even be oh, longer yeah. than that. Um so like the main character is like in his 30s now, and he was 15 in the first book. Whoa, like terrific. Yes. By like by the third book, he's in his 20s and stuff, so it skips years. But still, it's crazy to have seen like his start. I'm looking at him now, and it's like it's just crazy what what's happened, what the years have done, what the war has done. That's oh god, please somebody else read this book so I can talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> I need someone to talk to. Yes, listen to our plea. We can yes. hook you up at the library. We'll get you what you need. They're on shelf right now. I can prove it. I can look oh. over and see they're on shelf. <laughs> it's really good series though. Like I want to go back and reread the first book again. It was just so good. Oh, I love when those are series like that. Mm. And I will. I'm trying to remember the yeah. series. Like I read it when I was in high school. It was called Hush Hush. Like this girl's like, um, of course, it's like a cheesy like uh, novel where it's like, oh, there's a boy, there's a girl boy's a demon she's an angel she doesn't know and so then it like goes through a whole thing where she like finds out who she is he's trying to like not allude to who he is because he knows he was bad but he's really not a bad person he just had something bad happen to him but it's actually really good I think I should reread that and see if I like it as much as I did if you liked it when you did that yeah oh that's kind of fun yeah, just to see, because sometimes, like, I'll reread things, and I'm like, oh, I like that. Like, I remember this being way better. Oh, yes. Life. Just life. That's just life. literally I know. It. It's weird. I, I love like, you. You shouldn't be able to, like, dislike books as you get older. Like, the ones you liked as a kid should still be good, but they, yeah. not always. So I'm just like, whoa, okay. Make it work. Um, there's so many that I read as a kid that like, I wish I had time to reread. There's just so many new books that I have out that I need to read. Oh, Ooh. so many. Excuse me, it's cold over here. I'm so glad I have this like Slytherin sweatshirt on. It's a little chilly here too. That's why it I'm not taking. I have short sleeves, but I also have <gasps> cardigan. Completing the look. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I will say one thing before we go to close as well. We have a community survey out right now as well. So we are doing that until July 12th. So for all of you out there that haven't done it, you can do it online. You can come in. It takes no more than 10 minutes. All of them are multiple choice except for two. You do not have to write anything in if you choose not to. We just want to hear back from you guys. Make sure we're doing good, things that you think we need to be doing, um, things that we're doing well, poorly, program ideas. We do this every so often just to keep us on track so we can make the library what you want. Since you are here, we love, we love you guys. We want you guys to enjoy our services, our collections, everything. So... Go to the library's website, harrisalmorelibrary.org. There's a little button you click, multiple choice, you're done. And if you include your name and at least a phone number, you can get a your name in for a raffle for a $25 Amazon gift certificate, which I wish we could um, yeah. use. But since we work here, we do not get to do it. So no, I encourage no. all of you to, because $25 can go a long way on Amazon. It can buy you a lot of like strange candy. It's true. New new phone case, laptop case, um, unicorn notebook, poop, unicorn snot. Yes, there's a bunch. Slime, coloring books, pencils, markers, Just regular books. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And since uh, you know, you were saying. You can get online and tell people stuff and, and whatnot. I'll, I'll throw this out there because we haven't said it in a long time. Because <clears throat> the survey is a way that we love to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to hear about or hear from you guys about the podcast too. If you yes, go to the podcast yes. page on the on our website, um, we have our. Uh, I think we have an email there. Um, mm -hmm. I, I believe we do. 
have an email link there. You can email us and just tell us how we're doing or maybe a subject that you'd like us to talk about or something. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Listen to us uh, talk about or something you'd like to watch us do. Or if you want to write us a letter, we have our mailing addresses on there for both Elmore and Genoa. So either Ariel or myself uh, will get that mail and we can read it here on the podcast or not. If you don't want us to, you can tell us. Um, but I think that'd be fun and exciting. I love reading mail from people. Um, Me too. So yeah, send us some stuff. Leave us a comment. Um, tell us how we're doing. Yes. Like, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or else you'll get stupefied. Or worse. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-mm. No thanks, girlfriend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, on that ending note, yeah. I believe it is time for my favorite segment, Word Scientist. Da, da, da. And since I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm gonna make Ariel do it. Oh man. Okay, let's see here. We're gonna take we're gonna take a, a gander. Um, because I also do not know how to do the, the pronunciation. It I is don't. I don't. Um, so we're going to guess here. It is Paraldolar. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to spell it out for you guys because this is very incorrect. I'm very aware. For those of you that are cringing at home, I'm so sorry because it's really bad. Um, oh it's spelled P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A. Paradiola. So, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, the last bit is Dolia. Paradiola. Paradiola. Para. Is that like paranormal? Maybe. Kind of. Kind of. Or is it like? Spanish to me. Or is it like pair of something? Para. I wonder if it's like arachnophobia type style, where it's like a. I mean, not like in that similar of definition of like being afraid of spiders, but like, like this is a phobia of some sort. Maybe, or it sounds like it could be a flower. He wouldn't do something like that. This is Nathan we're talking about. I really, I do not have a clue what this. I know he found obscure words. This one's this one's rough. Paradolia. It does sound like the scientific name of something. Yeah, unless it's like a microorganism, maybe. But that's about all that I have in my guessing. No, I I like, what did you say? Organism? A micro, yeah, microorganism. Microorganism, yeah. That's, I'm going to go with that too. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Are you going to do us the honors and look it up for us? Yes. Let me pull my phone up here. My recent search history. Harry Potter spells. Harry Potter people <laughs> spells. There's a lot of spells, honestly. It is. This one. Oh, here we go. I can't say it. The tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningful image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern. Oh, hmm. the, the scientific explanation for some people is this word, or the human ability to see shapes or make pictures out of randomness. Oh. That's interesting. So is when they talk about that last part of the definition, is that where have you been to like an art exhibit where they have random objects like stacked in different places and as you move it has like a different perception? Right, yeah. So I'm looking at some of these other questions people have asked. Um, So it is a psychological phenomenon that causes people to see patterns in a random stimulus. Hmm. 
Okay, if people, the question that was on the Google thing is, is this word, um, paradolia, whatever, uh, it says, is it a gift? And it says, it can be a gift to artists when visual stimuli result in inspiration. And this is what makes some of Salvador Dali's paintings so magical. Interesting. So are we assuming that Dali had this? That's kind of what it sounds like. Hmm. That's an interesting thing. It, it kind of, in a way, reminds me of, and I do not know the word for this, but where people, um, they can hear a sound, but they see a color, like they associate a certain oh. sound with a color. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with that. I have I thought, heard that. I find that very, very interesting that there are people that have that. Um, I swear, I've talked about this before. One of my favorite book characters has this. Um, so, okay, I need to look up this word, how to pronounce it. I was just going to say, that's going to be the kicker, I think, of this one. Um, okay, so there's a YouTube saying, and my sound is all the way down, so let me try to... Pareidolia. Pareidolia? Pareidolia. Yeah. Pareidolia. You can do it again. Pareidolia. Pareidolia. It sounds like she's getting ready to say pirate. I know. Then it comes up. Paradolia. Paradolia. She's yeah. really a... it's she's really into it. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. I'm just I'm nowhere. We would have never guessed that in a million years. No. Um, I'm not sure how confident I am that I'll be able to say paradolia in a everyday sentence, but nope. a new word in my weapon. Repertoire, yes, mm -hmm. repertoire. Bravo for using that big word. I wish wow. I knew Goodbye. more big words so that I could use more big words and then I would sound smarter, but I don't know big words. Yeah, they're kind of, sometimes it's, they're fun to use, but then if you like mess up how to pronounce them, then someone's always like, you said that wrong. And you're like, well, yeah, I know. I was hoping you wouldn't catch me and you caught me. <laughs> yeah. You got to roll with it when it comes out. I know, I'll hear other people talking, and it just sounds so eloquent. They'll just, like, pop out these random big words. I just look at them like, you know how to use that in everything. And it just sounds so good, and I feel yeah. so illiterate. There's um a woman in my life. Well, I shouldn't say it like that, but she was <laughs> someone that I always looked up to. Let's Let me rephrase that. Someone I always looked up to. <laughs> um, because she was just such a unique individual, and she just was a substitute teacher one day when I was in middle school and like she had like just followed us through middle school to high school and she teaches English now she like went to Thailand and stuff she's pretty cool wow. and she would always every class she subbed for she would give us a list of vocabulary that we could use while we were in class that day nice. and she would always go on and use all the words on that list wow. while she was in class with us it was insane that I don't know how fun. she yeah, she is, she's really cool. I don't know if she's still subbing now. That was a long time ago, but she's really cool. That's a cool way to teach, though. I mean, that's it's different. Kids are going to remember that. Yeah, she loved it. And I know I always loved it. I'm sure there were kids that were like, oh, my God, why? But I thought it was pretty cool because yeah, she would just spit them out. And I'm like, how? How do you remember all that, yeah. like, retaining all the information? Yeah, and I just pronunciation of things is terrible yeah yeah she's just someone that I've always like looked up to she's she's really cool she sounds cool you should get in touch with her we'll uh we'll have her on the show and she would probably love that honestly if that I if so she's fun. if she's still in the area I don't even know if she's in the area still well we do this on zoom so she just has to you know we had Nathan Wright on here and he was in Columbus. this is true in Cleveland yeah, yeah. Right. I'll so, see what I can do. Yeah, we, we always need more guest stars. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot of fun ideas coming up. Um, things we need to fine tune and talk about. Jen was asking me about some of the things she was looking at the, we have a word doc online. It's just like all of our ideas for the year. And she's like, how are you going to do that? I'm like, I don't know, but we're going to think about it. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> that's all we can do. <laughs> yeah, it may or may not come to pass. That's why I don't generally say what it is we're planning on doing. I did say beatboxing really early in the year. 
and I don't know if we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to do a lot of planning for that one. <laughs> um, yes. I just, I don't think I could beatbox. I've tried. I've okay. tried. Nothing happens. No. Yeah. You know how people do that thing? I, I can't even describe it necessarily, but you like, you blow air out of your mouth and your lips kind of like. Or they like together. flap. Yeah. I can't Wait, do it. like, like, like you're pursing your lips? No, but like, like if you sigh really heavy. Like that? Yeah. And it like makes that vibrating noise. Oh, like a horse life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I okay. I okay. can't do it. I can't do it. Really? Can you touch, uh, can you roll your tongue? Yeah. So like, like. Apparently yeah, that's I, a dominant I can do that. trait. That's yeah, apparently. Weird, I just I know. feel like that's normal. Yeah, not everybody can do it. I've seen pictures of people that can roll their tongue like twice. They have like two, wow. two little hot dogs. That's insane. I can't do that. I just got one. I'm good with that. Yeah, no, I, I can't do more than that. But yeah. Well, now that we went down the rabbit hole, per usual, yeah. we had to do it a few mm. times this, uh, this episode. Yeah, you know, we, we, we kept pretty on track doing the uh, escape room. That's right. So our rabbit trail, we saved everything for right at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so with that. Yeah, we're, we'll call it a call it a day. That's right. I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast and have a magical rest of the month, whether it's gardening, summer school, reading, summer reading program, quarry, park trail, bike trail. We thank you for joining us for another Harris Elmore and Genoa Libraries podcast. See you later. Thank you.